They gonna get mad at me for this one. Is my mic on top? UK, US, turn it up. DJ Cannon, Governor B, let's go. You can turn the cameras on. Lights, camera, action. This is the Possum Prophet, Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. If you listen to this show on KTYM this week or you go to anchor, uh, fm.com slash Voice of Dominion, our podcast will be listed there. This will be the last show that we do before the new year. And I have been charged with a... um, unusually uh, obscure task of bringing the body into a place of walking in the supernatural power of God. And we, we had my little assistant, my son was here with me. He's on vacation today and it's just me. And we just going, we're going to have a heart to heart talk. Um, what was made clear to me by the Holy Spirit is I headed down this road. You have to desire to walk in the supernatural power of God. And the supernatural has been so far and few in between, and just a minuscule number of human beings has ever been born. That includes all the Bible characters. But even since then, when you look at the people who have carried the mantle of the supernatural and had the verifiable signs, miracles, and wonders, it's, it's, it's been a handful. It's been two handfuls. You have some of the great apostles that have gone, and they have, you know, the way the apostolic works, if you follow an apostle or prophet that anoint, and you serve them, that anointing is passed on to you. Service means you listen to the words that they give you and you give money into their lives or their ministry. That anointing can be transferred to you. And, you know, I was listening to one of the greatest evangelists of all time, Reinhard Bonnke, and he was talking about evangelism and the supernatural because that's one of the things, that's the gift that goes along with evangelism is the manifestation of signs, miracles, and wonders. And my gift to the body of Christ is evangelism. Um, you can go to Amazon.com. You can go to Amazon and you can look for uh, Radical Evangelism Apostle Chris Ward and you will find that book there. And I'm writing another one called The Three Seeds of Faith, which is how do you get from where you are when you first come into the Lord to operating and believing and being able to conceive God actually using you to bring somebody into the body of Christ, a new convert. That is, whether you are an elder or whether you are a layman, whether you are a baby or whether you're supposedly mature in the, in the Lord. It's just a minute few people that leave their house every day that are looking for new souls to be converted, okay? And many of the people that you see answering um, uh, calls, altar calls in churches have been saved already, and they just decided that they didn't want to do it God's way. They didn't want to do it the right way, and they failed, and we need prayer, and they make an altar call, and right now I'm torn and tattered, battered, broke, busted, and disgusted. So I'm going to go back to the front of the church like I did 20 years ago, not really listening to the dictates or having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And God showed me through Reinhard Bonnke, there are a number of reasons the supernatural has not uh, been allowed to operate 
through the mainstream of the body of Christ. Now, as a prophet, I'm going to make this this proclamation. 2020 is going to be the year of manifestation for a select small remnant. And it's always been that way. The masses of people, whenever you see God got ready to make a move, there was always a remnant. 1% is 8 billion people. So that would be somewhere around 800,000 people or is it 8 million? I don't know. I had to do the math on that, but it's a small number. And I would, I would guesstimate 800,000 to a million people who are going to hear the, hear this word, not just from me, but there are other people preaching it. But I have focused on it for the last year and a half to bring faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You have to know that year 2020, and how do I know that? Because the Holy Spirit is telling me this is going to be the greatest year of your life, everything that you ever dreamed about. He said, Chris, if on January 1st I hit you with one, just 1%, of what I'm going to do in 2020, it would just, it would knock your socks off. You know what I said to the Lord? Knock my socks off. I'm ready. Because <laughs> these socks have been treading around through mankind for 28 years. The visions and dreams that I had in the past, I had one vision similar to a Reinhard Bonnke convention where it was 10 million people and I started to sing and I saw 10 million people get saved and filled with the Spirit and began to spray and pray in other tongues all at once, and God was so good. And so that is a supernatural visual vision because it's uncommon. And a lot of people will say unnecessary. Well, let's look at the reasons people, one, you have to want that. Why would you want to receive Jesus Christ? And he said, I have set a table before you in the presence of my of your enemies, Okay. In Psalms, he said, I have set a table for you in the presence of your enemies. If you go to a buffet, okay, and it's paid for, somebody takes you to a buffet, and they have maybe six, I have a favorite one that I like to go to here in Southern California, okay, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six different stations with all different kinds of food. And you know what happens is when you go to a buffet, it's so much food, you can't even imagine what you want depending on what they have out there. But one thing's for sure, you're going to at least taste a little bit of everything that you do like from every station that they have. And Christians have come to the table of God and come to a place where they only want to stop at one station. Now, what is that called? It's called rebellion. I don't want it. I don't want to eat from the fullness of the table, the inheritance package that Jesus left for me. And this is a major, major station. It's like if you went there and you a meat eater and you didn't go to the meat table. There's one table that's in the middle of this buffet and they have, they have all kinds of meat. They got chicken. They got prepared about four different ways. They have steak. They have pot roast. They have baked chicken, and they have sliced ham and sliced turkey. So if you're a meat eater, in other words, and you need protein to live, okay, you can be a vegetarian and a vegan and all that if you want to. Um, you know, Maybe somebody said, well, maybe you should try. Well, I'm, I'm heading that direction. I'm cutting down on the amount of meat, but I like me a good burger every time, a good piece of steak, a good piece of meat, a nice turkey breast. You understand what I'm saying? 
and and you don't go to the meat table at this buffet, you missed out on mainly the price for the buffet is not for all that little foo-foo stuff, that little salad and that little bit of soup and stuff. You paying for the meat. The meat has already been paid for, but you decided you, you don't want no meat. So Jesus has paid for us to walk in the supernatural power of God. And heretofore, in the masses, it has not happened. When I say in the masses, if you figure 800,000 people on the face of the earth were walking witnesses where they literally had miracle signs and wonders uh, raised from the dead power operating through them, that would shake this whole world because that means there'd be some on every continent. Okay? Every continent. There, the reasons is I don't want it. It's called rebellion. It's called iniquity that you buy. I don't want it. Okay. The next one is faithlessness. I can't believe for all of that. Number two is faithlessness. You don't believe it. It's all through the Bible. You read it and you jump and shout when you're in church and everything looks good and Holler and run up and down the aisles and then get home. But you don't believe it. You don't believe if you've been diagnosed with cancer that God can heal you before you even call the doctor. You don't believe it. Number two is self-righteousness. It don't take all that. This is how we do it. Or we don't believe that anymore. Those are the 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 the. the the, the key scriptures that you, I mean, not scriptures, but sayings that you will heal people who are self-righteous. They got it all figured out. It don't take all that. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to do it my way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Strive to enter in, but I'm we going to do it like this. And we're going to ride this puppy until swing low, sweet cherry out. Here come Jesus to get me. And I got good gospel news for you. You're going to be surprised when you get to heaven and you see Jesus. Because he may not be happy with that kind of attitude. The fourth thing is, I'm pride-filled. I'm not humble. because, And that's the number one thing, because when you look at walking in the supernatural, the one thing that the Holy Spirit requires, and it requires a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it requires you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It requires you to have communion with the Holy Spirit. It requires for you to be obedient to what he told you to do. Why? He is the power of God. The Holy Spirit, the third part, person of the Godhead, is the power. And he is the governor of the action and power of God in this earth. If he don't authorize it and then make a move to touch somebody, and it has to be done through a man, see, God set this whole thing up that for, for men to be in charge. In other words, all through the Bible, somebody said, well, God can do anything he wants to anytime he, he get ready. Not so, because he's not going to break, break, break his own laws. And one of the laws that he created, he created earth and put man here. He gave it to Adam, and Adam messed it up by being disobedient and let turn that curse loose on man. But all from Genesis to Revelation, you see men who he gave dominion and power over the devil and his people all through the Bible. As a result of what? Faith. 
but they always had to be humble. There was always a proving testing ground. There was always some hardship that they had to go through so God could make sure that you knew. He already knew that when he chose people, he already knew what they were going to do because they were born to fulfill this particular purpose before the foundations of the world, just as you were, just as I'm fulfilling my call and my purpose to be an apostle and prophet in the end time, to lead the generation, the millennial generation and the generation that comes to them into full-time gospel. So we bought this. So you got to be humble. You got to humble yourself. You have to desire it, believe you receive it. You got to humble yourself and you got to cast out all religious thoughts, principles, or precepts that you had because religion stifles the Holy Spirit from doing what he wants to do. It's like putting handcuffs on him. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to make you leave the mental frame that you have set up in your in your soul and in your spirit based on what you think and what you want to do. He's not going to force himself on anybody. God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Let's go to, uh, and I want to illustrate this. Let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse 15. Grab your Bibles, grab your Biblicals. Uh, we're going to start in 14, okay? It says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. They sent two of the apostles. Now, apostle, the office of an apostle is to bring correction, to usher in signs, miracles, and wonders, okay? Um those are the things that an apostle generally does. He brings correction to errant way. That's what you hear me talking about, the four things that prevents the power, supernatural power of God from operating through men. That's that's a correction piece there. You got to be you got to want it. You have to desire and we're going to see a man here that desires it. Verse uh Acts chapter 8:14 it says, "Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, most of the times when you see people getting filled with the Spirit, it's an apostle or prophet who's behind that. That is one of the gifts is the outpouring of the supernatural. And there's nothing more supernatural than one, a person getting saved, and two, that person being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's an apostolic Pentecostal move of the office of an apostle and a prophet. Now, I know there's a lot of people who say, well, I got saved in Bishop's Church. My pastor, I got saved in my church. What are you saying? Well, they have an apostolic, they have an apostolic ministry inside of them. When you see people getting filled with the Spirit, it is the office of an apostle and prophet that's operating. That is the, uh, the Bible says chiefly the apostle first and then the prophet. In the, in the last days. And those two offices operate to usher in correction, to usher in the manifestation of the supernatural, and to change how the church operates. It says here, verse 15, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. So nobody had gotten filled. People had been saved. And the first prerequisite to getting filled with the Spirit, which is the first prerequisite to having a relationship with the Spirit, which is the first prerequisite 
to desiring the supernatural power of God. Because what happens is when you begin to fellowship with Christ, he takes over your soul, the imagination. He changes your desire through conversation and interaction. And then he takes over your imagination. You begin to see stuff that you wouldn't see. The dreams that you have, he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Young men will see dreams and old, old men will have visions. See? For as yet, he was not fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they got saved, they got baptized, then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered money. Now, Simon was a sorcerer that was working in Samaria, okay? He was used to being the big willy with the power and the tricks and the magicians and all that stuff. He says here in verse 19, saying, give me also this power that on whosoever I lay my hands that he might receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Now, while he's getting reprimanded here by Peter, I applaud him for one thing. He wants to be, he wants this power, maybe for the wrong reason, okay? But, you know, if you're desiring the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the, you're going to take, the Holy Spirit will take mention of you at that point. He will take notice of you, and he's able to cleanse your heart so that he can use you if you still maintain the desire to walk in the supernatural, to have this power. He says here, verse 20, but Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thine heart is not right in the sight of God. Now here's what, what has to happen. He said, Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the, through the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, and a bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, now he did, he did repent, watch. Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken come on me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of, word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the, the gospel in many villages of Samaria. So I, I point this man out, Simon, while he was living on the other side of the the, the the spiritual river, why he was a, a sorcerer and a witchcraft. And, you know, he liked the attention and working magic and he liked the attention of people. When the real power came, he desired it. Now, he thought it to be some kind of power, some kind of supernatural power that was not God. But when he found out it was God, he said, pray the Lord for me. Verse 24, that none of these things which you have spoken come on me. In other words, he repented. See, Peter paid him in, in verse 23, but he repented. And we got to repent now and come to a place where we desire to walk in the supernatural power of God. We've got to come to the place where we desire to walk in the supernatural power of God. Uh, let's go to Acts 1.8. And here's why we got to have it. Now, you see here, Peter, James, and John... Peter and John were already filled with the Holy Spirit, right? 
Yes, they were. They got filled in, in Acts chapter 2. But if you go to Acts chapter 1, 8, you're going to see why, the, why it's necessary to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? It says, let's read verse 6 because this is, this is powerful. When they therefore will come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? In other words, are we going to be large in charge? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. Now, as a prophet, I'm telling you that year 2020 is your year. You're going to have to come in close proximity and relationship with the Holy Spirit you need to obey him, and you need to use your faith to access where he wants to take you. And when he has spoken these things, it says here, verse 1-8, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, we saw them in Samaria, didn't we? That's why I backtracked because this is the proclamation that Jesus has given them and the commandment. And if you go to Mark chapter 16, he told them to go into all the world. Let's go there real quick. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. This is after Jesus' resurrection. He told them, he says, and he said unto them, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He does not say have the same repetitive of, of church services where nobody's getting saved, no miracles are being worked, because those we're supposed to be carrying the miracles to the, to the world. He's, and he said to him, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, so there's one of the four things that you need to overcome. You need to have faith and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You will never be able to have the power because of unbelief. Now here come the signs. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So you're going to be filled with the spirit. You're going to be endued with the Holy Ghost and with power. They shall take up serpents. You're going to have some trials and tribulations. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt them. That they may lay hands on the sick and... and they shall recover. Now watch this. So we see the apostles, but let's look here in verse 19. So, so then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up in the heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. See, the supernatural just needs you to be obedient to the word and the Holy Ghost, it needs you to, to have faith, to desire God more than you desire a life without God. And it's a lot of Christians that have a life without God. They go to church and, and you know, I was reading something very alarming um, last night. It says that the average Christian only gives $800 a year to his church. They had three classifications of religions. They had Christians, and they say in America, 70% of the people will say that they're Christians, okay? But they say the average, they, they surveyed over 1,000 people and found out that the average Christian Jewish person 
and or a, a Muslim gives $800 a year, that comes to $15 a week. And it's no wonder in African-American churches, it's probably less than that. If that's the national average, most of the African-American churches I know are broken. They're constantly having some way to raise some funds because they have to. They have to do it. Uh, let's go to Acts 10.32. And I'll start. I'll pick up there next week. But as we go into this new year, I want you to be cognizant that it is your year and it is the time that God wants to use you to raise the dead. There are three things that are going to happen, okay? You're going to see them, and they're, they're going to be wrapped up in a ball of God's power together. One is the manifestation of miracles, signs, miracles, and wonders, physically, economically, and unexplainable things. Okay, are going to be happening, and they, we're talking about blessings now. We're not talking about you getting swept off the earth, a hurricane coming and snatch you out and into the middle of the sea, and nobody know where you at, and you dead. Okay, you done drowned in a in a flood or something. We're not talking about that. God, those are going to continue to go on, but we're talking about the supernatural manifestation of the grace and mercy and goodness of God in your life. You're going to experience supernatural miracles, signs, and wonders as long as you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. As long as you're obedient and as long as you believe using your faith to access what he told you to do and where he told you to go. Those are the pre-requirements, pre, pre okay? You can walk in the supernatural this year. This, so the manifestation of signs, miracles, and wonders. Number two, the manifestation of Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 3 which is the manifestation of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, and might in the fear and admonition of the Lord, okay? And it says in verse 3, you should be of a quick understanding that you will not judge after the eyes nor the hearing of the ears, okay? What does that mean? You will not be judged by the physical surroundings nor let your physical circumstances, whether it's in your body in the economy that you're in or wherever, take control over you. God will always, he will give you power to have instant wisdom. And I have it, and I'm confessing it, and I'm saying it. I see stuff. I'm a seer. When, when I'm surrounded by something that I feel that's, that's unfavorable for me, God always, the Bible says he will always give you a way of escape. How is that? He'll give you an idea or command, and when you start moving on that, guess what? Problem is already solved. It was solved before the foundations of the world. The minute you decided that you were going to depend on the power of God to help you, and you access the, the power of the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, which is the mind of Christ, it's already done. It was already solved. See? The third thing is the manifestation of supernatural, packed up, racked up, Stacked up, but snowball rolling down a hill, getting bigger and bigger money heading in your direction. We have to have it. If the average church member is only giving $15 a week, how are we going to reach the other seven and a half billion people? You're not going to be able to reach it. It's exp it's exp it don't have to be expensive, but it's, for you to reach eight billion people, 
And the go, see, the thing is, you got to go you into all the world. So that's the problem. Everybody wants to do radio and television, and I know I'm one of them. But guess what? You got to go you into all the world. You have to go where the anointing that the Holy Spirit has given you can touch men in person. You know, we have our services every Saturday at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Do Right Christian Church. That's Los Angeles, California, 90044. You can come and visit us there. When you come there, you can hear this show, and you certainly can tell that I'm anointed, but when I'm preaching and it's live, the anointing is multiplied, and God is a multiplier, and he's going to multiply you if we start with deliverance, and then the your ability to be able to graft and understand will be there because the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, and might will, this in me will make it plain to you so that you can grow in leaps and bounds. So listen, you this all of our you can go to anchorfm.com slash voice of dominion and you can hear all these radio shows all over again. I want to allow you, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's Voice of Dominion on YouTube. Say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want you to come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins. And fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, hover over me. Overshadow me. And that's in Luke 1, 35. Read that because that's where we're going to start at next week. We love you. This will be the greatest year of your life, says the Apostle and Prophet from the Voice of Dominion broadcast, Apostle Chris Ward. Happy New Year to you.